Um, check one, two, one, two. Let me find it right here. Let me see. Let me know you guys see. Uh, there it is right there. Um, let me know if you got a volume on that. Check one, two, one, two. Let me find it right here. Okay, so we have volume. Give me, give me his uh, Venmo. His Venmo is Hector. Okay. Hyphen Flores. Ven, Venmo. What is it? How, how, let me see how it looks. It's at oh. at Hector. At Hector. Dash Flores. Dash. Okay. Dash three three five. Dash. Three three five. Okay, I'm gonna pin this real quick. Pin. Okay. Dash. Okay, we Dash. got we got volume. We're good. Okay. Um, let's get this shit cracking, baby. Let's get it. Let's get it cracking. Two hundredth. Hundredth. <laughs> yeah. Like, subscribe. Sunday evening. Mm. Let's go. I see the Goonies tapping in. Love you, motherfuckers. This one's for you, marijuana. Let's go. Like, hit that subscribe if you new to Hoodstocks. Uh, let's pay some bills real quick and then we'll get up in this. Uh, today's podcast is brought to you by Smooth Hustle Lifestyle. Street fashion inspired by music, art, and fashion. It's not just a brand, it's a lifestyle, baby. And I want you to go to smoothhustlelifestyle.com and cop something. Shout out to my boy Leche. Uh, Solid homie right there. This podcast is also brought to you by attorney Nicholas Rosenberg. He's a certified specialist in criminal law. Attorney Rosenberg is based in downtown Los Angeles. Rosenberg specializes in defending all strike, offenses, firearm, and gang allegations, sales of controlled substance. For the latest updates, go to at attorney Rosenberg on Instagram and TikTok. Attorney Rosenberg is punching back on criminal cases, baby. Uh, today's podcast is also brought to you by Origin Bakery Equipment, your one-stop shop for all your bakery and restaurant equipment needs. Home-based to wholesale commercial bakeries, new and used uh follow them on instagram at origin equipment llc on instagram right or you can pull up on them in the city of south almani at 10441 rush street okay let's do it like this baby i want to welcome you all to the what well, i want to welcome you all to the 200th episode of hoodstocks for myself and the whole crew thank you thank you all very much uh we just some normal cats that believe we can we will elevate from the darkness, success is j not just a Hollywood movie. Greatness is within all of us, right? Invest in yourself. It's never too late. Join us in this journey of change in real time with real people from the streets. 200th episode. Thank you guys so much, man. The support has been amazing. The critique has been amazing. We evolving right in front of your eyes. You know, 
Okay, today's guest is out of Lincoln Heights. Everybody, give it up for the triple OG Hector, a.k.a. motherfucking Sleepy, baby. Let's go. Yeah. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate being here. The 200th uh, showing. Be here with you. Pleasure to be uh, able to uh, say my story, share it with everybody else. Absolutely, brother. And I and I would just want to ask you if you can, when you speak, my boy, my old triple OG, if you can speak into the mic All right. so they can hear you uh, nice and loud, bro. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's the 200th episode and we had to do it big. So we had to bring the big dog in Thank the you. casa, right? Thank you, bro. Yeah, you know, and there's and there's not too many triple OG homies, you know, still around, man. Yeah. There, I mean, there is, but there isn't. You know, and the ones that are around, they're just like deep in the cut, brother. Yeah. They ain't, you know, they're laying super low because they've been through some, they've been through some things in life. So you're fresh out after doing 26 years from a 105 life sentence, original sentence. Yep. Okay. You're still in a halfway home? I'm in a sober living home. S sober living home. Yeah. So it's still like a, a process. A little more in the mic, brother. Oh, it's still still like a process to to transition back into society. You know, get used to my surroundings. <laughs> Something easy as riding the bus, you know, that triggers me. Yeah. You know, having people to get up in your space. And it's like, you know, sometimes I just like to, you know, put my hand like, hey, homie, step back. You know, you're too close, you know. <laughs> and it's just, you know, it's just a trigger, you know, because... Uh, I'm used to having my space. Even though you've been locked up all these years, you still have your space. And some people might have a hard time wrapping their mind around it. Like, what do you mean your space, bro? You've been locked in a cage, man. Yeah. You know, next to another man and, you know, child movement, this and that, being herded like cattle, right? But still, there's a common courtesy right. in the system, you know, that men give each other their space. Right, you know, and like before, they come up to you, they'll, they'll ask you, like, hey, homie, can I get at you? Hey, homie, you got a minute? So you know they're coming at you, you know. You, you let them, you allow them to come close. Other than that, you're going to look at them. Yeah. Sorry, I had to give that a round of applause, brother, because uh, it's just respect that it makes sense, you know. But, you know, now, wow, bro, you're 60 years old, is that correct? 60. 60 years old, man. After 26 years in the penitentiary, that's got to be tough. That's got to be tough to to be tr trying to adapt to this new road yeah. you, you came back into, bro. You were, you know, well, thank God you were able to get out. You know, yeah. but it has changed, correct? Yeah. yeah, it's changed. I mean, the the first thing that tripped me out when uh, my daughter picked me up, she was taking me from Ironwood to to the transitional home in uh, downtown, and we're going down Grand Avenue. And I see all these damn scooters all over the place. So I tell my daughter, like, what the hell are all these scooters all on the street? You know, and she started laughing. She was like, oh, hey, Dad, it's a new program. You could just get on, a, on an app or something, and you could ride a scooter from A to B and just leave it there. But I was just, like, tripping out. Like, man, I'd just jump on one of these, you know? But now <laughs> you got to use, use an app, homie. I didn't know nothing about that. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, I, I think you can probably still G-ride one of those things with like a, a stolen credit card or something. Yeah. That would probably be considered a G-ride, right? <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, a lot of things have changed. I'm sure you can go down a long list of just different things that have just kind of blown your mind, brother. But you know what? I know this is... How far are we going to rewind this back? I want you to share your story. How far... I want And I want to just kick it off, bro, because I know... My, my story goes back to the 60s, homie. The 60s, huh? Yeah. Um, 69 was my first experience with gang violence. It was, uh, I, was a, I was a youngster. I was a kid. I was watching TV in the living room, and uh, a rival gang of my older brother drove by. They didn't do drive-bys back then, so they pulled over and started throwing rocks through the windows. So all these windows are breaking in my living room and scared the shit out of me because I was a little kid. So my mom grabbed me, put me in the restroom until, the, until they stopped breaking the windows and they drove off. You know, but that was my first experience with like, oh, you know, gang violence as far as, you know, my brother was concerned. Because, uh, like, I was born into the gang lifestyle because I got two brothers, three sisters, and they were all gang members, criminals, drug addicts. So I grew up in that environment. What area was this? Uh, Lincoln Heights. Lincoln Heights. Yeah. And so they were all affiliated from uh, neighboring gangs? Clover. Clover. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so I was just like, you know, growing up, I'd see them, you know, I see my brother go from from weed to the pills, you know, reds, bandies, uppers, downers, heroin, alcohol. So... I would see all that, you know, and then for a minute, um, even my sisters. So I thought drug use was normal. I mean, I thought everybody did drugs, you know, because I seen it all my life. Thought it was a daily vitamin. Yeah, that was a daily thing. Yeah. So for me, it was just like, oh, okay, you know. But as I grew older, and I would see them just like hustling, I used to say to myself, well, I ain't going to be like that, you know. I'm going to work, I'm going to make some money. But uh, back in uh, 78, it was a Christmas party, and me and three, three homies were in the garage, and the homie brought out some heroin, but it was a powder form, so he, he, he did it up in lines. Is that called the China White? Was yeah, like well, it was powder, yeah, powder dope. Okay. Uh, so all three of my homeboys did, did a line of, of heroin, and... They gave me the mirror, told me, here, this one's yours. So I did it, you know. I didn't want to look like I was scared or, or a punk or anything, so I did it, you know. But I know now, through, through my change, that it was, you know, low self-esteem, peer pressure, you know, wanting to impress my older homies. And I did that line. And I didn't stop doing heroin from 78 to 2010. Damn. You know, I did heroin for 34 years, you know, and it went from snorting it to, to to injecting it, you know, and that was the thing for me, you know, and that put me in a dark place. You know, I was, uh, I was really into the heroin to the point where I didn't care about nothing. You know, I had a family, I had a wife, kids, you know, but. I just made a gang of empty promises to, to my wife, you know, and 
I just kept doing it. I didn't see the insanity in it because for me it was normal. You know, on Christmas time, my brothers would come in the house and we all bring out our cookers and we all cook up our dope and I hit all of them because they couldn't hit themselves because their veins are all messed up. So they would tell me, no, bro, you go last because you got to hit us all first. So I hit them all, you know, and then I hit myself. My, my wife at the time used to trip out because, like, for one, one example, it was my sister's birthday, and I walked up to her and I gave her some dope. Hey, happy birthday. So she, my wife asked me, why you guys give each other drugs? I tell her, well, if I give her, if we buy her a sweater, she's going to take it back to Mervyn's, get the money, and then go to the connection and buy some dope. You know what I mean? Shout out to Mervyn's. So if I give her money, she's going to go to the connection, buy some dope. If I give her some dope, she's going to stay at the pad. Yeah. She ain't going nowhere, you know? So my wife's just like, you know, guys are crazy. This is how we congregate. This is how we operate. Yep. And I know I want her to stay here. Yeah. You know, you know, we can have a good time together. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, my experience was growing up was, uh, like I said, my brother, he was my mentor. I didn't have a dad. I, my dad wasn't around. So my brother was my, my hero. You know, I know now it was a bad choice because my brother had the gang mentality, you know, criminal mentality. So he instilled that in me. How much older is he than you? Uh, 13 years. 13 years. Is he still around? Uh, no, he passed away. But we're going to get into that part of the story. So let you continue, sir. So he would always tell me, like, you don't ever back down from a challenge. You know? You always strike first. If you're, if you're going to get if you're gonna get down, hit them first. You know, you don't uh, ever talk to the cops. You, you know, he was running all this. He instilled all that in me. Yeah. So I used to see his, uh, when I was little, I would see his homeboys around him, the homegirls, and, you know, the fancy cars, the lowriders. And uh, I'd see all that glory stuff, you know, the stuff we want when we're little. Like, man, I want to be like him. I want to, you know, have my homies. I want to have girls. I want to have a nice car. You know, that's all the glory us youngsters see when, when we're growing up. Yeah. But most important, <clears> I <throat> I wanted, I wanted his respect. So the image that I put out for myself was Hector sleeping on back down. So I was putting in work. I was cracking fools. So I was already known for going shoulders. You know, there wasn't no knives, no guns. It was all heads up. So I was known for going heads up. Had them hands, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I picked up a couple of uh, assaults. I picked, uh, I worked on a couple of dudes in high school and they put a citizen's arrest on me. I went over to, I went over to Franklin and yeah. beat this dude up and, oh my bad, and he put a citizen's arrest on me. Yeah. You know, so I had violence in my jacket since I was little. You know, I, I guess from uh, being bullied and picked on by my sister and brother because I was the youngest. I used to hold all that resentment, anger inside me. And the way I would release it is through violence. You know, and I didn't really care who you were. I mean, I used to hurt my cousins, you know. I didn't care if I'm mad, I'm gonna handle it, you know. 
and I felt that release, you know, like, all right, I felt good, you know, so that was my release, and I always used it. So you said you were mentored by your, your older brother, which is 13 years older than you. Um, where's moms, where's pops in this story? Pops was never there, and okay. moms was at work. Okay. You know, so I was, I had, you know, I was alone most of the time. You know, they didn't have no supervision, other than my brother or my sister, but what supervision did they give me when they're doing, they're doing worse than me? They taught you uh, how to survive. Right. So all through, all through junior high, elementary, you know, I got, I'm putting this reputation of being good from the shoulders. High school came around, senior year, I killed some dude outside on him, outside the school. This was back like 80. Um, I was with my homie, we were with some girls, car drove by. Couple of dudes start yelling out, disrespecting the girls. My homeboy turns around, and tells them like, "What's up?" They stop, they reverse. Like, "What's up, homies?" So they're thinking since we're youngsters, they're gonna disrespect us. So I get at the driver and I'm telling him, like, "What's up, homie?" And he sticks his finger, middle finger, right like in front of my face, like an inch from my face, and tells me, "Fuck you, little punk." Like, okay. I'm strapped, but I have a fiddle. I got a knife, a buck knife, yeah. but the, the honey knife. Yeah. So I walk around to the driver's side and I hit him twice in the chest. But I hit him so fast that he didn't know he was hit. The passenger thought I gave him a chingasso. So the passenger gets out and starts fighting with my homeboy. So I run around to the other side, kick him off my homeboy. And then I see the driver coming around the corner, coming around the trunk with his hand in his waistband. So now, now that fight or flight starts happening. So I wasn't gonna run, because I'm thinking if he has a gun, I turn, turn around and run, he's gonna shoot me in the back of the head. So I ran toward him, and I hit him like four or five more times, and I killed him. So he dies right there. Everybody knows. Two months later, I get busted. Detective tells me, man, we knew it was you less than five minutes when we walked into the school. Everybody was saying, Hector Flores killed this dude. Hector Flores killed this fool. So I go to the joint. I go to Tracy, DBI, Gladiator School, North and South. Ain't no other gang in that prison but North and South. Took gang banging to a whole nother level, serious level. There ain't no running. Can't run from one block to the other because... We're there. So now, I walk into Tracy. I remember walking into a reception. They put me in Fish Row, and they accidentally put a, a northerner in my cell from San Jose. So they got one porter out there cleaning. He walks up to me, and he looks at me. He goes, hey, homie, where are you from? I'm from Lincoln Heights. I'm a South Sider. So he tells me, hey, the dude that's in your cell is a northerner. You better handle your business. So we got busy. I lit him up. They take him out. Now the word's out, okay, homie, it's a good homie right here. Now they, I'm off fish roll. The first cell I go to, is a, is a, he's an enemy of mine on the street, deadly enemy. 
But like I said, there ain't no gangs in prison. It's only north and south. That was Tracy, north and south. You're either a northerner or a southerner. So I introduced myself. You know, everything's good. A couple of months go by. I tell the homie, hey, there was a homie there, Pee Wee from Dog Patch. He's slings in. So I tell him, hey, Pee Wee, I want you to put, put a suit on me. And he goes, oh, okay, you want that? He goes, yeah, because I'll be back. So he goes down to the day room. He's coming back down the tier with two homies. So I see him coming with the two homies. So I post up, like, let's do this, you know. I'm thinking we're going to get busy. So the homies look at me and say, hey, no, hey, sleeps, you know, kick back. Because they see me, I'm posted up. They go, hey, you want to put this? Pee-wee's telling us you want to put the suit on you. I say, yeah. He goes, all right, you know what? Monday, they gave me a fiero. Tell me, hey, you got to blast a buster, a northerner. You stab a northerner, we'll put, put a suit on you. That's the only way you're going to get it. Ain't no, well, I live down south or, you know, ain't none of that happening. You got to earn it. So go to the kitchen. Got this fat boy named Tiny from Fresno. I lit him up, me and another homie. We lit him up. And uh, that's how I earned my puro suit, you know. And uh, some some of the youngsters, you know, they, they consider it a, uh, they say it's a Southern United Rasa, but that ain't the real term. The real term is soldier under recognition because the big homies recognize you as a soldier because you're handling your business or you're doing what they're telling you to do, you know? Handle this dude, take care of that dude, go over here and do this. And they see that you're down for the cause, so they recognize you as a soldier. So that's where the suit came from. And in my textbook. Yeah. Which are which have been throughout the years different editions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> different renditions. <laughs> yeah, have been uh put out for the good and bad or whatever you want to call it, right? Yeah. You know, people uh, and I and I get it because that's that's a, you know, I mean, there's probably cats that have put that on them and you know, maybe they didn't earn it, right? You know? But so you when you you got sentenced to 105 to life under, for, for under that. The, for under that. the three strikes. With Say that again? Under the three strike law. Was it was that around back then? No, no. I had gotten out, and then I, I got uh, busted back in 96 for some robberies. I was doing robberies to, okay. to support my drug habit. Let's not, let's not jump too, too, uh, too forward, but in, the, in 80, when, before Tracy... You had caught that that hot one, right? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. The, it was a murder, and since the guys that I killed, they were adults, I was a minor, and they considered them the agitators because they stopped and reversed. So they dropped it down to, a, with my lawyer, they dropped it down to a manslaughter, a voluntary manslaughter. Okay. It was like a self-defense type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. And so the first penitentiary you go to, like you were talking, was Tracy. Yeah. Gladiator School. I mean, that's what they call it. What, yeah. You know, you spoke a little bit on, you know, how it was, how it was organized right there. You know, it's either one side or the other side. You know, um, how long were you there? And like, what? I don't want to get into too many details. 
about this and that, but how long were you there and how was this day? I was there from 81 and I left uh, December 22nd, 83. Okay. I was ending my term. I was, uh, when I first went, I went to Jamestown, but I picked up a case down there and they shot me to Tracy. So I finished off my term there. And um, it was uh, real tense. You had to be on your toes all the time. You know, it was uh, as soon as you walk into the building, you know, you, right away you're looking around. You, know, you look up on the tiers, who's on the tiers, you know, any northerners, how many, you know. And yeah. uh, it was always, uh, you always had to be on point. You never uh, were by yourself. You always had two, three homies. Always walked around with two, three homies. When we used to shower, um, the homies that were in the shower, there will be like three homies on the tier and outside, dressed and strapped. Because a lot of times the northerners, since they they don't know how, they're scared, they'll try to hit you in, in the shower, you know, when you're, when you're naked, you know? Trying to catch you slipping. Right. Yeah. So one homie will come out, first thing he'd do was dry his feet, put his socks and the boots on. Then he put on his boxer, you know, while he gets dressed, another homie undresses and he jumps in the shower. Yeah. So we had to maintain that vigilance, you know? Yeah. And um, I'll play the devil's advocate on this, and I'll say uh, the Northerners were probably back then uh, not as many as the Southerners. Is that safe to say? Well, you know, there was, it was an equal playing field. Okay, okay. But it was just that the Southerners were more. Uh, were more with it, you know. The the Northerners weren't really; they were hesitant to do a move, you know. I mean, I'm, you know, they, they they took they took down a couple of homies, you know, while I was there, but they were really hesitant to, uh, you know, they could be strapped, but they won't rush you. And and just out of curiosity, and I don't want to get into like too many like politics and details, but why would you say to someone that doesn't know that? why the Southerners are like this and the Northerners are like this. I mean, back then, was it, were they like, kind of like farmers type of individuals? Were they not from the city? Because you got these L.A. gangs, right, that are already, you know, been through the trenches, been through a lot of stuff on the streets yeah. that potentially makes you into a different type of individual or a different type of convict, right? Right. You know? I, I, I think it's... Uh me personally, I think is that uh, since like the northern towns are more smaller, there's not really too much activity. Okay. So they're not really active. Yeah. Like the way we are, like LA and all yeah. that. You know, we're just a gang of neighborhoods. You're you already know? groomed, bro. You're yeah. groomed as a child, right? Yeah. You're you're groomed as a child, and so I I just wanted to just kind of give a little bit of a perspective on maybe the thought process are the individuals on both sides yeah. on why one m might be like this quick to move. And the other one might be hesitant because these dudes are, are they, already they, groomed. They're groomed and they've been doing it since a freaking child. Right? right. You know, right. they're raised into it like you were, you, you know? know? So yeah, bro. That's, it, it's, it was serious though. Um, we had a couple of homies parole and they jump on the Greyhound, come back down to LA from Tracy Greyhound, you know, it makes its periodic stops, different cities. Well, one time it stopped, uh, I guess, like San Jose, somewhere up that way. And uh, the homie gets out, one of the homies gets out, and they killed him. 
They had Northerners waiting for them. You know, so naturally we retaliated in Tracy. So when it was my time to parole, they didn't let us take the Greyhound. I had a, they escorted me to a Stockton Airport. I had, a, I had a flight down to LA. They weren't letting us take the bus because it was, you know. Those dudes were waiting. Yeah, those dudes waiting, different, yeah. different stops. That's crazy, bro. Yeah. You know, that's how serious it was back then in northern, in northern South. Yeah. From the prison system to the streets. Yeah. Hand in hand, huh? Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. Um, so you said you were out of there in 83? Yeah, December 22nd. Where'd you go from there? You said Jamestown? No, no. I. Oh, that I, was 96. Yeah. Okay, where'd you go from at that time? From When I left there, I, I, I paroled to the street. Okay, okay. And I stood out around 12 years. Okay. And got, you know, really caught up in, in heroin, and I started doing some robberies. But I was like, they called me a serial robber because I had like 49 robberies. Yeah. And um, all the way from Van Nuys to Santa Fe Springs. So uh, they knocked down 45 of them, you know, insufficient evidence and all that. So I think for the last four, they were saying like, oh, we ain't gonna let him off. You know, we gotta get him. So they didn't want to deal with me because I had nothing but violence in my jacket. So they gave me 25 to life for each robbery. So I ended up with 100 years and then a five year prior. So they gave me 105 to life. Okay. And so now we're all the way up to 96 now? Yeah. Okay. I mean, just let's, 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 let's back it up a little bit and then we'll jump back where we're at right now. But I mean, from like 78, 79, and now you're in the 90s. Like, what would you say is the difference between, like, the 80s on the streets and then the 90s on the streets in L.A., your area? Okay, the 80s, um, you would seldom get uh, somebody to get shot. In the 80s, if I wanted you, I'd get you. I wouldn't, like, shoot four or five of your homies. You know, I'd get you. Okay. It was, like, more like that. It was more, more direct. Personal. Right. Yeah. Um. Sorry. In the seventies, if we drive by each other, we pull over, and it'll just be me and you going heads up, you know. And I would tell my homeboys, "Don't jump in," because if my homeboy jumps in, it's like disrespectful because it's like I couldn't handle my business. Okay. You know, and we get them up on me. We get them up, and then we'll be like, "All right, you know, you got yours, or you know, I got mine, you know, and you go your way, I go mine. We see each other again." Round two, you know, that was the 70s. The 80s, you know, you, you had your 22 shotgun, you know, not like the 90s, you got AK and <laughs> nine millimeters, you know, 18 rounds, you know. Yeah. Back then it was just a six shooter. Yeah. You know, and now it's like the 90s was, uh, they just shoot anybody. You know, sometimes they wouldn't even ask you where you're from, they just see you and or you're Mexican, you're rocking down the wrong street, you know, wrong neighborhood. They wouldn't even ask you where you're from, they'd just shoot you. It was in, uh, now, it was like, no respect, you know? You say now, this yeah. present time right now. See, the, the, the 90s. Because you, because you were, you've been gone. Yeah. So you went, you went, and so I just wanted to kind of like, just get your perspective on the different eras. 
um, 70s, 80s, 90s. I mean, that's when I entered the game. It was in the beginning, early 90s, and uh, it was on and cracking. Yeah, baby. it was on and cracking. It was a, it was a real, uh, it was a sport, you know, and everybody was trying to be the Michael Jordan <laughs> yeah. of the gangbang sport, you know. So, And even amongst the hoods, too, competition amongst the homies. There was sick, like my hood, there was a lot of competition between myself, different homies, and vice versa, homies and other homies, you know, like everybody just wanted to be that dude. I mean, with my neighborhood and the group of dudes I was with, we were in, we had we had two groups at one point and we're in competition of, you know, yeah. who could do the most, you know? Um and it was just it was a crazy freaking you know, time in, in my history and you you know that firsthandly as well because yeah. you were out during that time. There were so many murders back then, you know, when you were running around. You know, it was just like, wow, killing every day on the news, you know? Every day, bro. Damn. You know, and then uh, I read an article when um, when they were talking about the drive-bys. Yeah. You know, and uh, how a lot of, in different incidents, innocent people got shot. You know, so there were saying when they stopped doing the drive-bys, this this reporter from the LA Times said, um, the credit doesn't go to the cops or the, or the crash units and the gang units. She said, the true credit goes to the big homies because they're the ones that put the word out to all the gangs, like, no more drive-bys. Cut that shit out. Yeah, cut that shit out, you yeah. know? If not, you gonna be in trouble. You gonna be in trouble, exactly. You gonna be in trouble, baby. Shit. You'll you'll have to answer for that when you get to the back. Yeah, county jail. What about the county jail back then? I mean, so let's talk about the county jail, bro. Because when I hit the county jail, it was in '95. I went from East Lake Juvenile Halls to uh, the old Parker Center downtown LA. Got processed in, and I was excited, brother. I was really excited because all the homies talked about this spot place and I'm I'm finally putting the stripes on my shoulders, brother. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I wanted to be there. I wanted to be there. I wasn't I was in I had twenty armed robberies and Highland Park gang being of an old man and robbing them. Probably the only one I didn't do, you know. I mean, I'm not gonna say it like that, but I'm just saying, like, damn, dog, we're yeah. I, I back then I don't even wanna get into my shit too hard, dog, but so when I went in, let me get to my point. So when I went in, all the older homies like you you know, they were just like, man, this is easy now, man. Back then, we did have our money because they had just taking the money away. Uh-huh. We used to be smoking, visits, this, that. I mean, yeah, I know the 90s were crazy, bro, but the 80s were. Yeah, the 80s, you know, we used to get our wet 40. Yeah. You know, and we'd, What's a wet 40 for people that don't know? Um, it's when you go to visit, your your visitor is able to give you $40. So Why do they call it a wet 40? Because when they take it to the guard, the guard slides it through the water just in case there's any drugs. You know, you, you could um, put water in a cocaine or yeah. or methamphetamine and liquefy it, and then dip the the dollar, the twenty dollars in there, dry it up, and then slide it to you. Let's see, no motherfuckers eating that money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> so they would slide the they would slide the twenty dollars, the forty dollars in water, and then give it to you wet. So if there was any drugs on it, it's going to disseminate through the water again. I just want to know who was in charge of disposing that water, sir. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> Shit. That's the job I would have been trying to get. 
Hell water yeah, balloon. dog. I'll be fucking, I'll be hooping a water balloon on me. <laughs> yeah, you know, water for sale. Yeah, I got that good shit, baby. But yeah, that's the way it was in the 80s. But what, what it ended up doing was ended up creating a lot of more violence and in-house robberies because back then it wasn't segregated as it is now. So yeah. we have white boys, everybody in, you know, in the cells. So we, you know, snatching their money. You know, give me your money. You know, we'll beat them up, take their 40. Why do white boys get treated so bad in the 80s in L.A. County? Because they're outnumbered. <laughs> I mean, you Plain know. Plain and simple. <laughs> Plain and simple, huh? No, they're outnumbered. They're I mean, outnumbered. You know, you, you, you go up to white But why boys. are we praying on the weak? <laughs> Only the strong survive, my brother. There you go, baby. You know. Damn. So I gotta play the devil's advocate sometimes, yeah, you baby. Know, I gotta, you know what I mean? You walk up to a white boy, you tell me, hey, homie, what size shoe you wear? He sees five, six Mexicans, he's gonna just give them to you, you know? Yeah, your size. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro, I did that shit one time, first time in the county, and there was this big ass white boy, and he had a size 13, and not one of the homies could wear that motherfucking shoe, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's clear as day, bro, you can see this shit, dog, that none of the homies are gonna be wearing those shoes, dog. But, but I wanted to, like, impress the homies, dog. You know what yeah. I mean? I want to let them know, dog. Uh, you know, hey, I'm, I'm one of them dudes too, bro. And I just pushed up on that phone. I was like, hey, what's up, homie? Bop, bop, bop. Whoa, whoa. Hey, what size them shoes? You know? And, and and I looked at this. I can see it in this white boy that he was like, motherfucker, if it was just me and you, I'll beat the dog shit out of you. <laughs> like, he had this look, bro. You know what I mean? He was big, bro. He was big, dog. He was a, he was a pintero, dog. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he been in and out, bro, with these dudes. You know what I mean? But like you said... You outnumbered, my G. And you got this little young 18-year-old dude that's trying to impress the homies. And, and fucking, I got the shoes, bro. And I said, hey, which one do you want shoes? They all looked at me. They're like, fool, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid motherfucker, you know what I mean? We had your back, but you know, you know damn well, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not anybody. Uh, but anyways. Um, yeah, I did that. I took some shoes, and he told on me, so... The, the guard came over, the deputy came over. I seen him coming, I knew he told on me. So I took the shoes off and I put them in the corner of the cell. And yeah, he seen me and he goes, give me those shoes. So now I'm in my socks. So I'm like, fuck, you know, you walk around counting your socks. So some black dude came into the cell, he sees me in my socks. He's like, what happened? I said, oh man, deputy took my shoes. So he pulls out his legal folder, pulled out a pair of extra pair of tennis. Hey man, here you go, bro. I'm like, all right. So I put him on. Same deputy sees me with tennis now. And he's like, motherfucker, where'd you get those? I said, hey man, brother gave them to me. You know, <laughs> you know, that's what we're gonna say anyway. So he looked at him and the brother was like, you know, he was all one of them legal beagles, and he was like, oh man, he started calling out laws and said, I gave them to him, you know, and so he just let me walk, you know. But yeah, I did that and they I was lucky the brother gave me some shoes. Because when the homies the homies see me with my socks. And they're like, oh, sleeves, who took your shoes, homie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. they're going to they clown and they'll be concerned about shit, dog. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they're going to yeah. clown the shit out of you, dog. It's a bad look, dog. Yeah. There's, only one, there's only one complexion that walks around in socks in that bitch, dog. <laughs> you know, and you know who that is, you know, at the time, right? Yeah. You know, but uh, wow, what a fucking. But uh, county is, uh, you know, like they say, you survive the county, you make it anywhere. Well, check it out, bro. The first time I hit the penitentiary, brother, the homies would say, like homies that would fuck up on the yard, bro. They would say, hey, bro, what county jail you come from? 
You know, yeah. and if they said L.A. County Jail, bro, they get they they would get no love, bro. They would they would they would get disciplined, bro, because homie, you learn everything in L.A. County Jail. Yep. You got no excuses, and you're doing this stupid shit right here. And put up with that shit. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, ninety six Wayside Max riot, the blacks. Yeah, I was right above you. Yeah, we were so we were in the county at the same time. You were with Pep. I was with Pep, dog. Yeah, I was upstairs. Yeah, and was uh, that fucking crazy or what, bro? <laughs> you know, we you know we the ones our dorm. Hey, Pep, remember our dorm got the extra when all everybody got off jukeballs and everything, and we heard you guys rumbling upstairs uh, programming and shit, bro. We had another week on that shit, dog, because we because we kept on getting off, bro. Yeah, we kept. Yeah. Oh, bro, they, they took everything, bro. Everything. We had to cut our mattress and sleep on it like a fucking mummy, and then you come out, and if you got the old mattress and the fucking shit's all breaking that up, that shit's all over you, dog. You know what I mean? It's horrible, yeah, dog. Yeah, it was horrible. That shit was horrible. And Pep got a black eye, and they wouldn't, they clown him, too. You know, they could But he had the dorm, bro, you know what I mean? Yeah. But he was the first one that jumped off. Woo-woo. He was on a big-ass dude, and I guess he, the dude got one good one on him, dog, but Pep's was doing his thing, though, you know? Yeah. Pep's was, I, I, I watched him jump off. I watched him jump off. Because I was I was waiting because you know he's a you know he's not only he's my homeboy my older homeboy but you know he was a, the man in charge so yep, to speak right yep. and um, that dude jumped off and fucking cracked yeah cracked as soon as they, they we got word as soon as you hear noise get off we heard the noise oh shit let's do this but you know blacks were rocking around like roaches caught in the light you know they were like scared like what the hell you know because we were just rushing them. yeah bro that's fucking that's like. That's a nightmare right there, bro. Yeah. If you're on the uh, opposing side, bro, and you don't know what the fuck is going on, bro, that's fucking horrible, bro. Yep. And um, I remember too. Every time we get down, if we were if we were by uh, bags with brand new food in it, bro, <laughs> we'd open them up and we were eating. We were eating everybody's food, bro. I ended up with a bunch of fucking white boys, dog, skinheads. And remember, there's a bunch of white boys in that dorm, bro. I ended up with them idiots, bro. And they were heckling the cops, bro. They're heckling the cops when we were under the bed. So and they wouldn't shut the fuck up. They kept on talking shit to the deputies. So the deputies were all in the front and they were like, yeah. Over there, you know what I mean? And they pulled up, bro. I prayed. I swear to God, I prayed, bro. And they pulled all those white boys uh, uh, by the by the ankles. They came in, came directly with us, and they put on. They beat the fuck out of them, bro. And I was just yep. waiting for my ankles to get pulled any minute, and they didn't pull my ankles, bro. But man, they got the shit beat on. That was yeah. That was that was the times right there. That was crazy times in the LA County. Fuck. You know, ain't no running. They, you can't go nowhere. Hell no. You stuck in the dorm. Yeah. Yeah, we did that. That was. We were right. I was with you guys when we did that, that. That's crazy, huh? That was November. That's probably the that's probably the craziest ride I've ever been in, bro. Straight yeah. up, that shit was just. And then we kept on going, and fuck, man. And then them juke balls, bro. Oh man, nothing nice. What do they make? How do they make those, bro? What is it? Just vinegar with some just fucking garbage disposal food? Yeah, what the just fuck all is it? Ground it up, all put in one little one little mix, scoop it like an ice cream. That's it. In a little paper fucking cup, man. Yeah. Paper That's, cup. Yeah. How do I remember the fucking paper cup, bro? I think, was it a little paper cup, bro? Yeah. Paper it was cup. a little fucking paper you cup, bro. One styrofoam cup. It's styrofoam cup. There yeah. you go. It was a styrofoam cup. You're exactly right. Because they probably couldn't even put in a little piece of paper because they would just fucking just yeah. sizzle that shit off. And they, yeah. You know what I mean? That Burn shit, a hole through it. Yeah, bro. That shit was... Fucking horrible, dog. Yeah, it was. I don't miss those. I, 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 I bro, fuck I didn't that. Miss dog. those either. Nah, doggy. I think about stuff like that sometimes too. Yep. 
you know i think about stuff like that and people don't even know bro you know some people do know but but i think about that and i'm just like you know it's it's different for people in the streets to try to visualize it you know it's like you can't you have to live it you know and, and living it you don't forget it just hear it right here on the hoodstocks and just be easy baby you know yeah. what i mean casey stay focused I know I'm, I'm a little nervous on this one right here. Hey, this is hey. I know. Look at Casey. He's got his jacket zipped all the way up. Look at his eyes. Look at his eyes. Yep. Sleeps. Yep. Young he's Casey, ready. right here, man. Right. He's, a, he's a good kid, brother. He's by the door. Yeah, he's by the door. <laughs> First one out. First one out. Huh? <laughs> hey, fight or flight? We yeah. know he's flighting. Yeah. He's flighting. <laughs> he's 100 percent flighting, bro. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're gonna see fucking. Uh, some airline just <laughs> It's just gonna be my hat And I'm gonna be gone Yeah He's gonna throw Brenda Hey but we Hey we need some of them Good guys to run Once in a while Because after that When we're all locked down Hey homie go over here Go over there <laughs> They gotta run for us Yeah absolutely I mean everybody serves Their purpose one way or another One way or another Yeah Exactly So 96 We, we got a little Went a little off With the with that ride Because it was just a if anybody was involved in that, and either side, any angle, deputies, I mean, I bet deputies are to this day, they probably tell that story about that shit right there, bro. Yeah. I bet there's deputies that say, remember 96, these crazy motherfuckers, the whole entire facility erupted yeah. at, what was it, 3 o'clock? 3 o'clock. And then not only... Was it 3 o'clock? Yeah. Not only... Bro, I was side. watching the clock, bro. I was like, oh, they shit. Clock. Huh? They took our clock, bro. Did they? No. Oh, we heard it rumbling up the stairs. Yeah. They like to show all the time because everybody be like, three o'clock, it's yeah. on. They're like, so they had, a, they had caught wind of something. Okay, that they, they took the clocks. The hudas. Uh, I remember that. Now I think about it. Yeah, we heard rumbling upstairs, bro. Yeah. Then Peps jumped off in his tantarans, dog. Really? I was like, Peps, come on, dog. We can't do it right on tantarans, dog. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's stealer tantarans. Yeah, yeah, stealer tantarans. Then they weren't even the regular tantarans. They were like the more speedo type, dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that, that was a big riot, though. Cause you couldn't even see the whole Steelers emblem on his crotch, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, his package wasn't big enough, dog. It was only two, only one star. It was only one star, dog. That's it. It was only one star, dog. Fucking Peps, dog. Peps was like a, hey, he was a ladies' man back in the day. I hear from some old hunters that have been through hell and back, probably because they've been with him. But they tell, they're like, man, this dude was a ladies' man. Yep. Shout, out, shout out to fucking uh, Chucky Brown. Right? Chuck. Chuck, if you're watching, we love you. Um, go ahead, brother. I'm sorry. So from 96, you that's when you get the 105 years to life. Right. How old are you at the time? 34. 34. Damn, getting 105 years to life at 34. Man, I mean, did you have any uh, expectations in yourself? I know you were, it was just the drugs that was kind of pushing you and shit, but did you ever like, like ever think about like, you know what? I wanna. I might want to do something different. I might be a little better than this. Did that ever cross your mind? Yeah. During that time. At that time, yeah. You know, the first time, my mentality was, uh, you could say, it was more immature, because I was still, you know, a youngster, and I was still, you know, game banging. So for me, I, I looked at it because you know my my brother's done time, my sister's done time, so I looked at that as a rite of passage. I looked at well, that's something. All gang members do is go to prison. 
But for know. 105 years? No, no, the, my, the first time. You know, the, okay, the first the, time, yeah. You know, I, I looked at it like, you know, that's part of being a gang member. You know, we go to prison, you know? Yeah. So when I went to prison and uh, I took care of business in there, when I got out, I wore that, I wore that hot one as a badge of honor, you know? That's right. I killed this fool, you know? I and everybody did. knew you was that too. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, I, I committed like the ultimate, you know, for the, for the neighborhood, the ultimate sacrifice of my time in prison for the neighborhood. You know, I got me a, a, a mark on mine, you know, for, for the hood. So I thought, okay, you know, I'm that guy now, you know. I earned the respect of my brother, you know. He respected me because uh, I held my mug, you know, walked with my shoulders up, and I took care of business. So I got out. I was good. My jacket's solid, and he was like, that's right, Karna, you know, that's how you do it, you know, and I earned his respect, and I was like, finally, I'm good now, you know, because I earned his respect, who I was looking for, and it took all that. Then, now in 96, when I get busted, I was like, man, I shouldn't, you know, now I'm thinking I shouldn't have did this, I shouldn't have did that. Should not try to earn that respect. Right, yeah. you know, now all the regrets are coming out that are too late. And and you and you're becoming sober too, right? Right. Yeah, you're becoming sober. No, no, I didn't. Uh, I used I used heroin for like 17 years on the street. Okay. And then I used it for another 15 years in prison. Okay. So, but, you, so you, somehow, some way, you managed to stay high the whole time. Yeah. You know, oh, shit, homie. I, There's some motherfuckers watching that right watching right now, and they're like, "Hey, homie, I will pay for that information." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I was gonna. Be, I, I so professional right here, sir. I always said to I always said to myself, I ain't gonna be that guy in the yard getting beat up for a fifty dollar paper. I'm gonna handle my money. You know, my money was good. Yeah. So, you know, I did fifteen years, no problem. Yeah. But I had the mentality of, why stop now? Yeah. You know, I'm already busted, got a hundred and five alive. Why should I stop doing dope now? A hundred percent. I mean, I hate to say it, say it like that and agree with you, but I think it's correct. Because Why I, would you stop now? Right. But there's a lot of people that come on here, bro, that stopped then. Yeah. You know what I mean? For yeah. for whatever reason. But you obviously are, you know, built a little different. Right. You yeah. know? And uh, I looked at it as, well, it's time for Sleepy to get back into the to the groove of things. So I jumped right in and uh, into the drug scene, the politics. And I took care of, you know, me, you know, like I let the homies know this is who I am and this is what I do, you know, because I had, a, you know, I put in a little bit of work on some dudes and uh, that needed to get disciplined. And uh, so the homies looked at me like, oh, hey, that's the homie sleepy. He's cool. That's an older homie. He's good, you know? Yeah. And, and that's why I wanted to reestablish because I'm going back into the system. So I needed to reestablish that. Uh, you know, yeah, because you know, some dudes get out. I was out 12 years, you know, come back and you know, I'm not gonna be no softy, you know what I mean? Yeah, so I took care of business, you know, picked up some shoe terms, saw and stab, all that, you know. But uh, that was my mentality like, why stop now? I don't, you know, and uh, when I would go to uh, when I pick up a write up for infraction, you know, I tell him, what you gonna do? I would tell her. The lieutenant, you know, the hearing officer who's hearing my 115. I mean, what you gonna do? I got 105 life. I got four life sentences. What are you gonna do to me? The court ain't did yet, you know? Yeah. So they would just look at it and say, you know, go back to the yard, you know? Yeah. Or, or release me from the hole. 
because there's nothing they can do. You know, I had that mentality of why stop now, you know, and uh, <clears throat> I did that for for the next 20, for like the next 23 years, I just was doing my thing, you know, um, and in doing so, you know, I lost my wife, you know, she left me, which which understandable, you know, hunting fire life, she ain't gonna wait around, you know, but. I mean, shout out if she could. Yeah, you know, uh, I told her, I told her from the start, as soon as I got that 105, I told her, hey, you find someone that becomes more than a friend, do your thing. Yeah, no, I get you, bro. And I was making a, a, a dumb joke, bro, like, if, what if she could, you yeah. know what I mean? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I come in. an alien. You know, I just, yeah. she, she, she ran 10 years, I commend her for that, you know? Yeah. You know, and then I had her doing things that, that you know, she told me, you know, you got me doing things I ain't thought I'd never do in my life. You know, because she was a square. Damn. So I had her, you know, hey, go over here, pick this up, wrap it up, give it over there, take it over there. You know what I mean? And uh, so she was, all, you know, she was she was doing it for me. She was doing what you were doing once upon a time ago. Yeah. Trying to earn that respect, yeah. you know, because she was, man, she was solid. Yeah. She was down with whatever it was with you, huh? Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> 2007, the last I heard of her. Which was honest, I was in the shoe, you know, and uh, she's like, "Man, all you're doing is getting in trouble. You're always going to the hole because we had a we had a standing rule. If I go to the hole, do a shoe turn, don't come see me because I don't want her to drive two three hours for an hour visit, you know. So I would tell you know, don't come see me. So there'll be times where she don't come see me for a year, 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 you know. But that's the way it was. So 2016, we got off with the COs in uh, Calipat. And um, picked up a song staff, went back to the shoe. I get out, uh, I was in Tehachapi and uh, on B yard, two block. I get out the shoe, send me back to Salinas Valley. I get to Salinas Valley, it's time with the Bulldogs. I got Bulldogs living next door. So I write my girl and tell her, hey, you know what? Uh, I'm probably not gonna be here that long. It's on with these mutts. I got two living next door. As soon as the door pops, you know, it's on. So that was the last I heard of her. And she was just probably like, oh, fuck, there he goes again. You know, he just got out the shoe. He's already, you know. But, you know, that was, I told her I had to do what I got to do. You know, I live here. You know, I don't live out there with you. You know, I live here. This is what I got to do. And, you know, sometimes you just got to do it. You know, because if you don't, then you're in trouble. You know, and so I wasn't going to be that guy. I wasn't going to be nobody's victim or be set as an example. So I took care of business. You know, and uh, in the long run, it paid off because I had the respect of a lot of the homies, you know, like, that's right. There wasn't too many uh, triple OGs on the yard anymore. Yeah. There's not too many, you know, they, they hang up their guns. So after uh, Calipat, after uh, Salinas Valley, I went back down to Calipat. This was uh, 2010. And then uh, picked, went to the hole for a quick, seven, eight months, and then I went to uh, B yard, and I stood there for a couple of years. This is the longest I've ever been in one prison, seven years, because usually I'm in the yard for maybe a year and go to the holes, you know, get tired of being in a certain place, and, oh, hey, the next, the next mission, I'll do it, you know? And uh, I ended up uh, 
my, when I was in Calipad, like, well, I was doing my time. My brother died. My brother got killed. My other sister died. My other sister died. You know, they're all, they're all falling out. I only got one sister left. And my mom kept telling me, like, I'm just living until you get out. You know, I'm just waiting for you to get out, Mio. You know, I'm still here. You know, I'm just waiting for you to get out. So, you know, she's old already. So I'm like, no, you know, I'll be out, mom. I'll be out. 2019, I get a letter from Sacramento, Proposition 57. And uh, the elderly parole were were two laws that were implemented that passed and were helping uh, a lot of us uh, get out. You know, Prop 57 is a nonviolent uh, nonviolent law. And it attacked three strikes because the three strike law, when it was written, it said, you know, a regular robbery was a violent felony. I mean, if I walk up to you and say, give me your money and you give it to me, you know, they considered that a violent felony. Under Prop 57, it was considered a serious felony, which it, which it was. It's just a serious felony. So a lot of us that got the three strikes, they started to look at us because we were the, we were the last ones to have favor in the law. So they fucked up and they fucked the lingo up. Right. Violent. Serious. Serious. Right. So Prop 57 said. Shout out to that dude. He probably got fired. Because, <laughs> you know, one of, one of. Misprint. One of the co-authors. Yeah. One of the co-authors of the three strike law, his daughter, his daughter got robbed and killed. A dude just got out of prison, robbed her, took her purse, killed her. So he was one of the co-authors of the three strikes. So automatically he was biased. Yeah, you know he was against all all, all offenders, and um, so they said, you know, in a way it was good that they gave me that much time because they looked at it, man, this is ridiculous, you know, 105 life, four robberies, so that gave me action. Then under the elderly parole, if you're over 50, you got over 25 years in, 25 years and over you're being allowed to go to board every year because I wasn't allowed to go to board for like another 20, 30 years. So now I get to go every year. So by that time, I figured, okay, now I got to work on myself and make the change. Now I need to step out that darkness and walk in the light, you know? And I had to work on myself. And I started, that's what I started to make the transition and, and started uh, working on myself and doing what needs to be done. What is that? Um, I needed to re-educate myself. Um, this one homie, he told me something that was really profound. He told me, the board wants to know, wants to see if you know yourself. So naturally I said, yeah, I know myself, you know, but I didn't. I didn't know what triggered me. I didn't know. I didn't have no coping skills. So you had, but did you go to the board and fail? No. My first time board, I, I was, I passed. Okay. So I started to uh, get into uh, my self-help classes. You know, they had a lot of, now they have more classes to help an inmate get out than they did back then. You know, in the 80s and all that, you, you out, that says you're $200, you're out the door, you do what you're going to do. Now they got, you know, transitional homes and 
Yeah. So living facilities, and they have a lot of programs, reentry programs in the prisons now. California, baby. Yeah. Only California does that shit. And I was in, I was in one of the best. They're really trying to press the reform. Right. Go ahead, though. I was in one of the best prisons for that, which was Ironwood. Okay. I was in Ironwood, uh, um, Sea Yard, and um, so I started taking uh, like anger management. Um, Gogi going out to going in, you know, learning about your your thought patterns, um, alternative to violence, instead of just fighting, find alternative. Um, CGA criminal gang anonymous, you know, because people get addicted to gang banging, you know, it's also an addiction, and uh, stuff like that. I started to learn, and uh, to go to board, you got to write like a portfolio. I mean, a good 20, 30 pages, 40 pages, you know, uh, remorse letters to your victims, uh, parole plans, what you plan on doing, the, you know, first month, three months, six months, five years. Uh, you got to write a, a, a relapse prevention, in case of relapse, you know, all that anger management. So I had to go dig deep and learn about myself, you know, understand where all this violence came from, you know, and that's what I said, like I said in the beginning, you know, my violence is rooted in, in the resentment and frustration that I used to, that was penned up in me by being picked on and bullied by my brothers and my sister. You know, that was all built up. You know, I couldn't hurt them, so I would hurt someone else. So that's where my violence comes from. That's where it stemmed from, you know, and uh, I had to deal with it. I had, to, I had to recognize, like, when I'm getting mad so I could turn that switch off. I didn't know how to turn it off before. You know, Now I could just, uh, like they say, count to 10, or meditate, work out, and it'll release that stress, that anger you have in you. You know, say a prayer if need be. And um, I went through NA. I... I Facilitated NA for like two and a half years. And um, when you go to board, see board, they, their commissioners got more than 20 years. So they know they're, they've heard them all. You know, they heard all the stories. So they'll ask you like, oh, you do NA, huh? Yeah. But they don't want you just to recite the steps because everybody can remember 12 steps. They want to see, they'll ask you, how do you use them in your life? And I'll, Tell them, like, for example, when I went to board, I told them, well, you know, I spread the word, you know. Step 12 says, you know, spread the word to the addicts. And I spread the word because a lot of homies in there were taking that Boston, that substitute for uh, addiction. And I was telling them, like, hey, homie, you could do this without that, you know. You're stronger than that. And so they, the board sees that I internalized that, you know, and I, I'm using it. You know, what, what I learned, like it says, you can only keep it by giving it away. So I try to give away the knowledge I have, you know, to the ones that, that need it, you know, the ones that don't know. Because a lot of times you tell someone something, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, you know, do this or do that. Because uh, we had some fool in Calipat, no, in Ironwood. Uh, he, had some, he had some bunk dope. So I guess his homie on the streets tell me, hey, homie, this shit kind of weak. If you want, I'll cut it with some fentanyl, make it a little stronger. 
So he said, all right, go ahead. So they brought that dope in here, into Ironwood. There was more than 20, 25 overdoses, like seven, eight deaths within months. You know, the dudes were just falling out. So it got pretty hot down there. You know, they had Sacramento. Every time someone dies, Sacramento got to hear about it, you know. So they were on the on the guards and the captains, you know. So everybody was like, Shh. you know, whoever brings in dope, you know, going to get it. You know, because then we had a couple of homies there, you know, big homies, and they were taking all the heat because they were like, hey, man, you guys are the one got to say so, you know, what's happening. So they were taking heat too, you know, and it wasn't good. And, uh, you know, you you make that excuse like, oh, I only do a little bit, you know. Oh, he died because he did a lot. I only do a little bit. Next thing you know, he dies. You know, that that world of darkness is uh, it's deceiving, you know. For me, firsthand, I seen that uh, that gang mentality, the homies, you know, that camaraderie, you know, it's good, but it don't last long. You know, it's a it's a facade because uh, I'm pretty sure you have ran into homies because I ran into a gang of homies and who their crime he told on them. You know, homeboy, that homeboy life only goes so far. You know. Once you're in trouble, oh, it was him. It wasn't me. You know what I mean? You got, you know, you, who told on you? My crying, you know. Oh, my homeboy, I thought, I thought he was my, my ace deuce, and he told on me. You know, so, like me, I did all my robberies by myself. So I ain't got to worry about hurting anybody who tell on me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't have no crimes. I just did them all myself. You know, and I got caught by myself. But that camaraderie only goes so far. I, I, I come to realize that you know it's uh it's not as uh we thought I thought it would be growing up you know seeing all that glory you know fame and stuff you know but it only take you so far so, so go ahead bro so no so you're having a you're having a big uh <laughs> changing moment in your life different feelings yeah. like you said you educating yourself getting to know yourself, stepping outside of yourself. Yeah, yeah. Right? You know, that's to the, you know, what you you had a chance to go home, so you wanted to prepare to go home, and you, and you didn't want to come back, obviously, right. right? Right. So finally, you start making these changes, man. Yeah. And um, who who are you? Like, what, who... I mean, who were you? Like, who are you? I mean, did you did you did you never know yourself? Are you never were was able to tap into that side of emotions, feelings? You know what I mean? Yeah. See, uh, those feelings I suppressed them. Yeah. You know, I just held them in. So the guy that I was, sleepy, Lincoln Heights, that was the guy I built, I created. That was. That was the person that I wanted to be, but that's not who I really was. You know, who I really am is Hector, you know? Who's Hector? Hector is a, it's a work in progress. You know, I'm uh, 60 years old and I'm trying to rebuild my life, trying to be something. 
somebody, not not um not a menace to society, so to say. You know what I mean? I don't want to be one of them guys that gets out and everybody says, "Oh, look, he didn't even change. He's he's still the same. He's still doing the same thing." That that wasn't gonna be me. You know, I needed to change because I had a lot of people who believed in me and believed that I could change. You know, my daughters, you know, my mom, you know. And uh, I had to give that effort, you know, the same effort I put in, the same amount of work that I put in to creating Sleepy and being that that guy is the same amount of work that I need to put in to uh, build Hector. Because I was Sleepy longer than I was Hector. You know, all through my teenage years, my adult life, I was sleepy. You know, when I got out, it sounded funny when somebody would call me Hector. At first, it sounded funny, you know, hey, Hector. I turn around and look at him and laugh, you know. You know, it sounded funny because I was so used to being called sleepy. You know, and uh, I think a big change for me was, was I gave my life to the Lord in Calipat. And Calipat's a tough prison, you know. The homies don't play there. But the fact that I guess uh, I was already in my 50s and I got at the homie that had the respect on the yard, like, hey, homie, look, this is the path I'm taking. And they respected it. They're like, you know what, OG, you know, you've been there, you've done that, you know, you've done yours, you know, just don't fake the funk, keep it real. You know, if that's the path you're taking, stay on it, you know? And that's what I was doing. You know, I had to I had to make that change completely. You know, you can't just uh, half-step, you know what I mean, brother? You know, you, you got to be real. Like the way I was when I was sleepy. I wasn't half-stepping, I was 100%. So that was one one instrument that helped me um, stay in the light, you know, stay out of the darkness. You know, I, I, uh, I recognize things now, like, like before I'd see the homies and I'd be like, oh, I'm going to go over with the homies. But now I see the homies and I'm like, oh, I'm cool because ain't nothing good happening right there. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I learned to recognize that, you know, before I would just be right there with all the homies, you know, but now I recognize like, no, that ain't cool, you know? And it helps keep me in the light, you know. I I don't worry. Before I used to uh, think, worry about what other people thought of me. Yeah. You know. So I had to have your respect. So I'd put in work, or I'd show you what I'm about, so you could be like, "Hey, that's a good homie. That's a solid homie." But now I don't care about what people think of me. Because I know who I am, you know. I've lived a life that most people will never live or, or even survive it. So I don't worry about that, you know. Um, I don't worry about uh, what they say, like, oh, you know, you think I'm weak? Cool, you know. It doesn't bother me. Before it would. Before I'll be like, I, I got to get at you. You know, I got to get at this dude. You thinking I'm weak, I'm going to have to get at him, you know? Yeah. Either I go into his cell 
but we handle it on the yard. So what do you what do you feel? How how has it changed now? Now you feel you need to do better for yourself, for society, contribute. Right. I mean, you know, I I took away so much. That's all I did all my life was just take, take, take from people, from society, you know. And uh, now it's, I feel it's my time. You know, it's never too late, so it's my time to give back. Do you feel like you owe, you should be repaying from your past? You know, I feel that, uh, I feel that I paid for what I've done. Okay. You know, I lost a lot of people. You know, I wasn't there for a lot of, for a lot of things. You know, I lost that. But that was my fault. I don't blame nobody but me. You know, it's my fault. You know, I can't say, oh, because I see my brother did dope. That's why I did dope, and that's why I went to put No, no, it's, it's my choice. You know, it's, I take full responsibility for what yeah. I've done, you know, my actions. And I don't blame nobody, you know? And... Um, and that's the way I, uh, it keeps me stable, you know, being able to, like they say, man up to what you do, you know? Yeah. So, you know, it wasn't easy to, it's it's easy to do bad. It's hard to do good, you know, and, and that's what I'm trying to do now is just is, is do good, you know, uh, give back to society or to. Uh, How do you plan on doing that? Well, um. I've been going to school. I go to East LA College, and I, I took college classes in uh, in Ironwood for a drug addiction uh, counselor. Right now, I'm a registered counselor, and um, I feel that uh, if I could help the next addict, you know, to uh, help them with sobriety, then that's my job. And I feel that if I can help and educate the next brother, you know, on the do's and don'ts by my errors, you know, then they could uh, maybe learn something or, or get some kind of knowledge because I'm not going to blame the next man. Oh, you're doing this wrong, you're doing that wrong. That's not the way to go. I would educate him by saying, this is what I did wrong, this is what I did wrong. I did that wrong, I did this wrong. You don't need to do that because what you're doing is going to end up being wrong. And I try to educate him, you know, uh, I talked to, uh, when they asked me, hey, we need somebody to speak. When I was in transitional homes, I would speak, you know. And uh, I feel that's my little way of contributing back to society. Well, shit, if anybody knows what not to do. <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah. got a, you got a master's degree, sir, in that, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, you were deep in them trenches. You were deep in the areas you went through, bro. Yeah. I can't even call you bro. I should be calling you like sir, <laughs> sir, <laughs> big dog. How about that? <laughs> um, it's just they can really make a movie out of this, yeah, you, you know? know. And check it out. I want to say this right now, guys. His Venmo is up there pinned on there, and also too, uh, hood stocks on Cash App. We're, we're, the, the homie's going to work right now on a bike right now. You know, he's been out for a year. Um, and we want to throw in on helping them purchase a vehicle, you know, a little whatever, you know what I mean? Whatever makes sense, whatever gets him off that bike in the rain. He was like, he was like, big dog, it was raining the other day, and I was in that bike, and man, I think, you, what were you telling yeah, me, bro? You yeah. said you think about yourself as a six-year-old man on a fucking bike yeah. <laughs> in the rain going to work. 
Yeah, I'm, that's I'm, gotta hurt. Yeah, you know, I'm riding a bike and I see dudes riding, driving by, and I'm like, fuck. I'm 60 years old. I'm still riding a fucking bike, you know? Yeah, and then you look at them and they got their fucking eyebrows plucked, homie, and yeah. they're looking like a fucking, I don't know what the fuck they're looking at. You're like, well, yeah, but thank yeah. you out that car. And yeah. <laughs> then, <laughs> then I'm riding the bike like at 3 in the morning, 4 in the morning. I almost got hit by a car. Shit. I, like, I know. I, I think the motherfucker was on his phone because he started swerving to the side. <laughs> I had to jump up and get on the sidewalk. Yeah. But, um, he, he was on the phone and you were checking your beeper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, Both were at fault, sir. Both were at fault. No. You know, and then I, 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 I ride to work. I, I was lucky to uh, land a job at uh, UPS, but it's like four hours, three hours. You know, it's not like, it's only like part time. Yeah. And uh, so I do that. And so I ride my bike all the way from, from Highland Park way up there by uh, Marmion Way, yeah, all the way down to Main Street. And then uh, then I ride it back. And then I change real quick, catch the bus. I catch three buses to go to school. So it's like when it comes to riding the bus, it's like I'm on a timetable because if I miss the, the second bus, I'm like, fuck, I'm going to be late, you know? So, yeah. man. So yeah, to be on the bus, bro. It's, it's it's a it's a real uh it's a real like life check yeah and telling you where the fuck you're at in life but there's some people that uh, choose to commute like that but if you don't have that confidence of you know what I'm here because this and I I got three cars to the crib homie you know yeah. what I mean like it's just a different uh it, it, it hurts huh yeah it's just painful and like I said you know in the beginning you know the bus you know that triggers me Hey, put it on put it on the Cash App. Put on the Cash App. That's the Cash App right there. If anybody wants to support dollar, two dollar, five dollar, you know what to do. We appreciate it. You know we got we do this too. We do this with the fellas. If anybody's uh which I'm sure a lot of you guys are familiar with what we do right here, we this is our way of trying to contribute to uh individuals that have been down a tough road and that are now reformed, trying to, to do better in society, repay if it's even possible, right? Let's be realistic, but still, you know. We got 840 people. If everybody could donate one dollar, yeah, that'd be a great start for yeah. Hector. Yep, sure would. Talk, yeah, speak on that, Casey. Straight up, that'd be a that'd be a good. And this is what we do. We help right here. Some people are like, "How are you gonna help a killer?" Well, we all have different levels of sin in our life, but I get it, you know. And you don't have to donate, you know. Yep. You know, and I hate to throw it out like that, but I really try to be transparent, you know? Yeah. Um, because that's not who you are now. No. You know, and um, took a long time to figure that out. Yep, took a long time. Hector? That was a long road. Yeah. I mean, fuck. I, this is the worst time to say, well, what was your biggest regret? <laughs> you know what I mean? He'd be like, hold on, let me pull out this scroll right here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He has 40 pages. He wrote that down, probably, right, in, yep. that, in that manifesto. My, my, you had to write that down? My, my biggest regret was, was doing that heroin because uh, that's what led me down the, into the darkness. That's what kept me in the dark Yeah, was the heroin, you know? I'm sure there might be other people that are thinking that maybe you should have another uh, biggest regret, but I get it, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you know, or it could be... Um, 
My biggest rebellion was taking that dude's life. Yeah, well, you, you don't got to be politically correct right here, sir. Right. This is hood stocks. I mean, yeah. uh, I wasn't trying to blast you either. Put you on blast, my G. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but sometimes we got to, you know, say what, what people are thinking sometimes, yeah. right? Yeah. You know? You know, because it, it, uh, it was something serious. At that time, I didn't look at it as serious, you know, but when I started to change my life, I looked at it like, man, I took somebody's son, somebody's brother, somebody's uncle, you know? And I took somebody who could have could have been a contributor to society. You know, we never know. You know, but in my uh, immatureness of not uh, my impulsiveness, I, I, I took him. Yeah. You know what? I Frankie didn't remind me. No, no. I gotta do. I gotta check it out. Put it right here. I want to give a shout out right real quick. Not real quick. I'm gonna take my time, baby. Shout out. Damn. To clean ass kicks for blessing your boy with these bad boys right here. God damn, what are these right here, Casey? Damn, these are some like. Union, are those the Jordan 2s? Damn, those are fresh. These motherfuckers are hard, dog. Clean ass kicks. Everybody follow them on Instagram. Hey, let's do this real quick. I gotta do, we gotta do these ads, bro. Hey, we'll take a couple phone calls. You you good with a couple phone calls? Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Let's see. Um, let me see, let me see. Oh, Frankie gave me a text. Let me see, hold on. Let's pay a couple more bills, all right? Looking for some, uh, looking for some quality cannabis. I mean, killer quality cannabis. Hit up the folks at Killer Kush. They specialize in bringing you the best quality available from OG to exotics. They got it all. Hit them up at KillerKushCali at gmail.com or follow them on IG, Instagram at KillerKush underscore underscore 420. And also, if you're in this area right here, uh, they got East LA Exotics, baby. And they are located at 6009 East Olympic Boulevard. Okay, we are also sponsored by Gutter Phenom. Gutter Phenom is a lifestyle brand that is dedicated to supporting and inspiring individuals who are determined to achieve their dreams. We believe that no matter where you come from or what you've been through, with hard work and dedication, anything is possible. A portion of the proceeds are donated to organizations that provide vocational training for proles and scholarships for those in need of drug and alcohol treatment. Check it out. Here go. Here it goes right here. Gutterphenom.com. 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 You're going to hear me. You can wake up in the morning. You can be hearing that in your fucking head. Like, get this stupid motherfucker out of my head. Um, use Hoodstocks20 to receive 20% off. Slap your mama. Um, no, don't do that. Um, and that's our sponsors right there. There we go. That was that was great. You laid them down really nice. Yeah, well, we're not. We're, we're not. was like I mean, he, he was impressed. Yeah. No, we're not drinking right now at Hoodstocks. That's it. We, we hey, check it out. The, the drinking has been horrible right here, straight up. And I'm fumbling some shit off fucking alcohol and taking shrooms like an idiot. You know what I mean? Nah, we gonna correct that. We gonna correct that. You know. Second podcast, no alcohol. You know what I mean? We're just going to smoke the greens, baby. Shout out to Steezy. Steezy, baby. Shit. Big dogs right there. Messing with hoodstocks. Imagine that. Um, you want to pin the phone number? Yeah. Let me pin the phone number. You guys You guys want to call in? Put some... Uh, Frank, it's not logged in, Frank. No, I got it. Yeah, Frankie, I got it. I got it. I got a, I got a little Frankie boo. <laughs> hey, hey, hey uh, Hector, so... Um, how did you get the name Sleepy originally? Um, they used to look at me and say, "Like, man, you just woke up because you look like you got sleepy eyes." 
you know. And it was like 5 p.m. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did he yeah. just crack a joke? Yes. Oh, my God. This guy right here. <laughs> well, that makes sense if it was the morning. I mean, but if it's the afternoon. Well, they used to call me creepy eyes, dog. <laughs> At four in the morning, I'd be like, boop. <laughs> Spark the fuck up. <laughs> no, hold on. Hey, phone calls. You guys want to call in? Call in right now. Stop playing. I appreciate your time right here, brother. Oh, this yeah, has been good, brother. man. Yeah. This has been really fun. And we got a, we got donations. We got donations, so I'm going to check it out right now. Let's take a couple phone calls. You guys want to call in and talk to Hector? Uh, call in. You're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. Yeah, Steve, this is Joshua. I met you at Figueroa in um, 30, um, 30 Street. 30 Street, you're right there with some boys. And I told you that if you were with um, Cisco from VNE, remember me? I told you I was going to Uber Eats. Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember me? Yeah, I remember you. Yeah, I told you, tell the homeboy, this guy said, what's up, Mr. Joshua? That's right, my brother. Yeah, man, I would like to get in contact with you when everybody goes to ELAC, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. How can I get in contact with you, my boy? Well, uh, well just hit me, hit my DM, and I'll, and, I'll, and I'll give you his phone number. How about that? All right, lucky, I'll, I'll, I'll hit your DM. Look out for Joshua. All right, brother, appreciate you. Late. Right. Uh, you're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. Yo, Lucky. What up, baby? Shout out to all my COs out there. Shout out to all my COs that made it out the hood. All the correctional officers that made it out the hood? That's right. <laughs> okay, shout out to them. The correctional officers, yeah, because there's, there's correctional officers make it out the hood. Yeah, and they yep. didn't join the gang, bro. They went the other route. Yeah, so shout out to them, too. Shit, I ain't mad yep. at it. Yep. You know, I ain't mad at motherfuckers making a better choice. But what else you got to say, my G? Are you a correctional officer? Oh, that was it. Okay. I think it was someone that was just trying to be yeah, funny, yeah, bro. Around, yeah, He's yeah. being funny. But, you know, I try to be politically correct right here because, yeah. you know, I really, I, I don't wish nothing bad. And I wish everybody, like, bro, like, shit, thank God you would have, you know what I mean? You went this way instead of that way, bro. Yeah. yeah people got to be, there's there's positions and that people got to do, you know what I mean? And it's just a job. Just a job. And there's, I, bro, I've met a lot of cool correctional officers in the penitentiary, yeah, brother. Me too. Cool motherfuckers, dog. Straight up, like, showing love, bro. Just because they fucked with you, bro. Just because yeah. they watched you and they liked your style or when you talked to them, bro. And then you yeah. end up being chopping it up with something once in a while. Go ahead. Y'all Hoodstocks, talk to us. Hey, hey, what's up, homie? The, uh, uh, the T homie from, from Fullerton, Orange County. Hey, what's up, look? What up, baby? Who's this? Uh, this is T homie from Fullerton, Orange County. Okay, what up, doggy? Talk to me. Hey, what's up, T? Hey, just want to say what's up to, to, to the homie Tweets right here. And to you, Lucky, homie. Uh, I've been watching your guys' podcast and... Uh, and it's just tired as fuck. You know, I tapped in a little late for the... I just tired, doggy. Uh, Better okay, late homie. than never, baby. We appreciate you, doggy. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Hey, that's what's up. Hey, oh, oh, hey, homie, you're about to getting drunk and, and taking fucking mushrooms and shit. Who? You fucking did not fumble the ball, homie. If I would have taken some mushrooms, homie, I would have been fucking gone, dog. I would have flopped that shit. So, like, bro, I would have full top shit, homie. Hey, homie. I, I take it though, bro, because you know what? I, you know, people people don't understand it is because it's not it's the comments, but it's the comments on top of my conscience. You know what I mean? They will weigh me down. You know what I mean? And my conscience is way heavier than the than the comments. You know what I mean? But yeah. I, I take it, bro. I take the constructive criticism and 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 at the same time, like like fucking, why wouldn't I want to do better? Because for myself and my boys around me and my family, you know what I mean? And and be a little more responsible and shit, dog. And understand the numbers are growing, bro. 
bro, and we got to get professional. At one point in time, it just started off with just homies kicking it and having conversations, yeah. and now the numbers are going up, and it's just like, oh shit, I might have to really do, you know. I might have to get sober. Nah, I'm not <laughs> sober. I smoke weed and I'm cool, baby. No, 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 dog. I will never let my alcoholics down, dog. You know what I mean? I promise you guys, dog. But you know, we gotta we gotta put a fucking we gotta put a fucking ceiling on this shit, dog. You know what I mean? And when I see myself slipping, bro, and bro, I I, I gotta I it's not me, it's not the podcast, it's my kids and my family, bro, that come to mind. You know what I mean? So that's 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 the main thing that makes me just fucking step back. But I'm a wild man sometimes, dog. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. You know, hey, and brother, hey, brother, hey, family, everything, homeboy, and fucking, you know what, dog? Like, you know, just, just keep doing what you're doing, doggy. Like, like, fuck it. I mean, you know, the haters are always gonna hate on me, but but we will get better, like and we'll make those haters. Yeah. Fucking into supporters. supporters. <laughs> yes, thank you. In yeah. the supporter, <laughs> like he tried to like verbally walk me through that, <laughs> you know what hey, I mean? and he had a hand up like this, dog. <laughs> Dick. Hey, hey, I support taking mushrooms and drinking beer. Nah, I'm just saying. All yeah. right, my boy. Hey, hey good talking to you. Next phone call, dog. Love you. Have a good night. Uh, you're on Hoodstocks. What do you got to say to the OG Triple OG? Hey, what's up, Lucky? This is uh, this is Jake. Uh, that's my that's my Theo right there. That's oh, that's Theo? your Theo? That's my Theo, my Uncle Hector. Who? This is Chinook. Hey, Uncle what's Hector. up, Chinook? I ain't seen these boys for fucking years. You haven't, you haven't seen them? No, I ain't seen them in years. Well, shit, you're going to see them now, bro, after this conversation. Hey, what's Hell up, yeah. Chinook? Yes, sir. I, I, I just put in a lucky and I see you on here, Uncle Hector, and I'm like, what's up with that? Yep. You know, I'm trying to do something positive, and... Uh, I had the pleasure of being on this outlet. That's uh, a great opportunity to reach out uh, to the to the new generation and let them know, you know, uh, there's a different path they can take. Yes, sir. Thank you, Lucky. Let's go, baby. Let's go. We're going to highlight that right there. Because that's what we do right here already, bro. Yeah. But sometimes it, it, it gets a little fuzzy, bro. You know what I mean? And you got to fix the fucking antenna on the TV, dog. Um, and that's us. Uh, hold on. All right. Damn, that was your that was your uh, uh, nephew, bro. That's my brother's uh, son. How come you haven't seen him, bro? Well, I haven't seen him since I got out. I okay. seen him once, like five minutes at a oh, at a. No, I didn't even see him. Uh, we had a funeral recently, but I didn't see him. Okay. Well, you're probably going to be re in touch now, bro. After this, hopefully. Uh, and if you want to get his number, DM me, my G, and I'll get you his number. Your hoodstocks. Hey, what's up, Lucky? What up, big dog? Chilling, chilling. Just calling from fucking East South, South Central LA. That's right, I'm baby. Fucking love, fool. Appreciate you, doggy. Appreciate it. Hey, dog, you need some more fucking, uh, some more pranks, bro. That shit that you did with that with homeboy when uh you gave him that number, to get a G. <laughs> hey, that was. Hey, you need more fucking pranks, bro. I'm just saying, dog. You know we what should, I mean? Uh, we should, we should do like an episode dog, of pranks and shit, dog. <laughs> I, you know what, bro? Some people think it's cruel. They're like, he was a new rapper. What the? You know what I mean? He was trying to. <laughs> But bro, this is what we do right here, baby. You know, we ain't changing that I'm shit saying, up. Hey, it's bro, fun to do it, bro. Wrong, he took it like yeah, a champ yeah, too, dog. He took it like a champ. He's yeah, a G on it, dog. He was cool about it. He in my DMs right now, like good looking out for that, even though you got me. Like he's fucking way happy, bro. You know what I mean? Because he called back and we let him rap, bro. You know what I mean? You know, and we and, and we didn't trash him or nothing, even though sometimes we'll we'll just do it to do it to trash a dude, dog. You know what I mean? Just cause it's it's fun, bro, to see what kind of reaction you get. But he was over the phone, so you know what I mean? 
You know, hey, but it, that's why that's that's why you show. I mean, that's what that's the reason I watch it, bro. The shit that you do, bro, it's funny as fuck, dog. You know what I mean? Just keep being yourself, dog. You know what I mean? You know, you know, you know what you love about it, bro. You know what you love about it because you're the same motherfucking way, dog. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you appreciate good humor, dog. So shout out to you, my G. Yes, shout out to you. All love, baby. Next phone call. Have a good night, my G. You're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. What's up, Big Lux? Oh shit. What up, baby? This Huggy Boy? Oh. Hey, Drew Hefner. You see me in the comments, Big Dog? I you already know. This is Big Mike. Yeah. yeah. What's up, dog? Hey, I just want to say, say what's up to the OG right there. Gracias. Hey, bro, just hey, just, just stay up, Big Dog. You'll turn them two wheels into four soon. Just keep keep it pushing, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, and, and I had a question for you. Go ahead. Yeah, have you ever had a have you ever had a Sally like that cute young man right there with the hat, Casey? <laughs> no, no. What if you what if he Never. was your Sally? What if Casey was your Sally, bro? How would you yeah, like? You how would you? you he's walking into your cell and somehow, some way, he got that hat in the prison system, right? Would you make him that man for you? Yeah, I, I, mean, I tell him, let me see. It's one twenty eight G. Yeah. Yeah, he needs to check. He needs to check the file real quick. You know? Yeah, but I give him the knowledge. I sit him down. Time. This is the do's. This is the don'ts. Give him. Give Don't him be really man's Yeah, give him. Give him the game. And then the, he'll tell me to shave my mustache. Yeah, that Hitler mustache ain't working for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dog. It's hard to call that fuck with you guys real quick. Hey, hey, you have Hey, hey, the drapes match the carpet. Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> what up, Dougie? Lux. Yo, what up? Hey, I messaged you the other day in the comments. Hey, I, I really got you that Drew Hefner rope. Okay, I seen that too, bro. I don't know how I seen that because I didn't really look at him too often because you guys are crazy as fuck. Um, but yeah, that's dope, bro. Hey, but you gotta, you hey, got. Hey, do I need to be look, naked? Look. Do I need to be naked when you bring it to me? <laughs> It's a robe, right? Uh, Longest Preston, hey, Preston ain't around. So you know Preston with the trans. The trans. <laughs> I know, I know. We got we to gotta blast Canine. Canine got a story about a trans, too, though. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, and, 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 and then I went inside I don't the know house. What's going on here, bro? You know what I mean? I'm fucking, all these dudes got trans <laughs> stories right here, dog. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hey, it's 2023. Hey, I mean, how do you feel about the avatars now, bro? Oh, man. I call them avatars, dog. Yeah. <laughs> I'm probably going to get canceled one day. They're going to like, remember when you called us avatars? Yeah, they're, they're you know? pretty out. And I was like, well. They got a voice. They got a voice now. Yeah, I'm like, you're you're a special species, you know? <laughs> Couldn't think of anything just, more. Couldn't just, think of anything more glorious than They're just preparing avatar. us for the half human, half uh, fucking cyborgs, half, I'm just, half machines. I'm just waiting for one of these days for one of these ex trans dudes that you guys have stories with comes in the door with a moo-moo and a fucking boner, dog. You know what I mean? <laughs> what the fuck you gonna do, dog? I'm yeah. gonna be like, which one of you motherfuckers is this? <laughs> it's Preston and it's canine. Preston, huh? <laughs> Hey, brother. So check it out. Let's see how much money we got right here. Did you get any money on your Venmo, big dog? Can you, uh, we got on mine, we got $113. Put it on the thing real quick. Put it on the thing real quick. Let's get, uh, let's get big dog some money right here. Um, let's help him out. There's 854 people tapped in. Yeah. Let's, let's run these numbers up real quick. At least a dollar. Help him get off that bike. You know? We'll get him a 10-speed bike. Yeah. <laughs> Going to be rolling straight. Well, yeah, the Tour fucked up. Tour de France. Well, I seen the bike, bro, and the fucked up thing about it, dog, is it's like a fucking, uh, uh, yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, shit, from the boy Frankie, 50. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes, sir. Cash money is always the way I like to fly. Um, 
Let's see. Yeah. Any donations? Let's get this call right here. Let's flip it over here. Uh, you're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. Hello? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, yeah. Hey, I'm trying to get at him. Uh, Hector, I grew up with him uh, uh, from fucking junior high, high school. And I just heard on your show that um, he's riding a bike to fucking college. I got a van for him, bro. He can take. No way. And I and I ain't selling it to him either. I know him from back in the day, bro. Oh shit! Who who's what, this? And I'm watching him right here. I'd like to talk to him. This is Joe. I grew up on Hancock Street. He knows where that's at. Yeah. And he yeah. kicked it over there in Thomas Street, and he kicked it over there in um, uh, Gates and all that. We played football against each other on the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So Joe, if I could talk to him, that'd be cool. You're talking yeah, to him now. You're talking to him now. It's me, Joe. Oh, because I'm. Oh, is that you, Hector? Yeah. Yeah, this was Weevil. Black was my carnal, and we used to play football at, at least in high school on the weekend and take a dollar each and whoever won yeah. fucking took the pot. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, homie, I, I started watching this and I see, I didn't know what it was, and when I turned it on, I said, Lincoln Heights. I said, fuck, I know this, Vasco. I said, shit. But you know what, homie? I got a van here I was selling, homie, and I got like four grand into it, but I got like five cars. It's yours, Carnal. I live out here by Saracito and Hemet. Oh, yeah. I will give you the pink slip, everything, and it's all you, homie. That I've been my time. I've been out 25 years, Carnal. That's Thank good. God. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's amazing. But I spent all my fucking 90, well, my 90s in there. Yeah. Nice. Behind robberies and carga, same shit. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. But I had to retire it. Okay. You know, so, sounds, like, sounds like we got, a, we got another story to get on here. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm all painted up like you're probably painted up, but you know what? That Vila's not a Vila. Yep, yep. I thought it was because my people and everybody, you know, I followed their steps like you said, you know, you did your carnaz and all, but we had to learn the hard way that that ain't a Vila. Absolutely. So I got Absolutely. a van for you, carnaz. I got a van for you. It runs. All you got to do is get a smog on it, and you know what? I'll pay the tags over here. And it's all you, bro. All right, wow. damn, bro. What kind? What year yeah, van is? You. What year van is it, bro? It's, it's a '98. Uh, uh, what the fuck is it? Plymouth Grand Voyager. But I mean, I put a bunch of fucking money in it, so I know that fucker will run you wherever you want. Nice, right there, that's baby. amazing. Hell yeah, dog. Yeah, and you I know when you, you, you know when you got the shagging bag cracking up, dog. It's the stabbing right. cabin. <laughs> you know what, homie? Yeah, because I mean, you can't be taking no bikes and you're, you're doing something positive. You only been out a year, homie. You know what? You need to get a uh, positive start to continue to where you're going. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know what, bro? Yeah. First time on Hoodstock's history. Big dog on the phone. What's your name again, my G? OG? Joe. Joe. Joe hey, yeah. everybody give it up for Joe. Joe. He just donated Hector a motel on wheels, dog. Whoa. Bro, you amazing. ain't ever got to wow. get a room, bro. Yeah. Hey, she looks hey, back there and she sees that blow-up mattress right there. She's like, you motherfucker. There you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look at um, my phone number. Up. Obviously, my phone number popped up. Screenshot his phone number. Hector, get at me, carnal. All get right, at me bro. back so we can set it up so I can get this thing going for you. Okay, how do All we right. get the number? How do well, we get the number? Screenshot it on your phone. It's a call that's does up it, right does now. Does it show on your phone that I just called? Wait, hold on, hold on. Yeah, the current oh, caller. Yeah, does, yeah, does, does it start with 760? And I, I, just, um, uh, I just did that DM or whatever because I'm not good at that hey, computer does, shit. Does it, does it start with a 760? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay, yeah. hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, hold on. Screenshot it. I'm trying to get to it right now. Oh, shit. 
Fucker. Man. 760. We could call him. Yeah, let me see. Let me see. I don't want to lose this number, dog. 760. Yeah, screenshot it. Man, he called a. Fucking lucky ain't even drinking. (laughs) 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 Fucking Rick. (laughs) Fucking asshole. (laughs) Hector, how does that feel? Oh, man. Speechless. That's amazing. Yeah, that's speechless. Bro. That's all I can say is that's yeah. amazing. Wow. This, that's, yeah. So does this mean I get to keep this money right here? No, I'm just fucking with you, dog. That, hey, that's <laughs> no, I'm that's with your you, first full tank hey, right well, there. Well, we got 145 right here, bro. Yeah. No, hundred. Well, you, yeah, no, 100. percent I'm just fucking around, dog. Um, we're at 145, everybody. Um, where you go? I'm trying to put a good Frankie. shit. Yeah. That's insurance for the first month. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Got Damn, him. baby. There it is. Yeah. And I think somebody fucking text messaged me like a fucking... Apple paid you uh, or something? Yeah, I think so. I seen it, dude. That's the Goonies looking out. I seen it. So it came in an Apple Pay. I just got it. Let's get this last phone call, and then we'll divvy up the cash, bro. Divvy up the cash. (laughs) Go make the runs. Hey, y'all, Hoodstocks, talk to us. Oh, man. Is that a gremlin right there? (laughs) Hey. I just lost you guys. Oh, Oh, yeah, there you go. Hey, Joe, you're back on. Yeah, okay, I know I just lost you guys. Okay, yeah, wait. but you guys got my number, right? Yes. All right, all right. Wait, wait, hold on. Let me, let, me, let me just make sure I screenshotted the right number because there's so many people calling in. It's ridiculous, big dog. Give me your phone. I don't want to fuck this right, up, right. dog. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't want to fuck this well, it'll up. It'll be a 760 and then it'll be a 658 and the rest of it, it should be showing right there. I got it, baby. I got the right number. We got Thank it. you, Joe. We Thank you, it. Joe. Thank you, Joe. All right. Man, Joe, you're going to have a great year this year, Joe. Joe, I'm trying to. I'm trying to, man. (laughs) This is the best way when shit, and I'm not just saying it, but I I do this myself, bro. When you need the reverse energy frequencies, you got to just like, you got to ground out sometimes, bro. I don't do this to anybody. I don't do this to anybody, but I know Hector, you know what I mean? Personally, from way back when we were kids, you know what I mean. Well, yeah, I ain't gonna yeah. let a homie on a bike. You know what I mean? Ah, don't go down like that. That's right, homie. That's hey, love, what, what position did Hector play in football? I don't remember. We were kids. No, man. you guys were kids. Oh, okay. It wasn't organized oh, football. It wasn't organized. It was, it was a fucking street, oh, dog. Mister Little <laughs> League over there. <laughs> shout, out to, shout out to Little Little League over there. Little he was. League. He was. You got like all the Little League pictures at home, bro. You know, I mean, to you this day, remember, dog. What I remember is they always had the good shoulder pads and helmets, and we pulled up with whatever we found. <laughs> Fuck, <laughs> dog. A Cadillac hubcap. You know what I yeah. mean? Fuck it, dog. Shit. <laughs> Yeah. That's right, Joe. I screenshot your number. I'm going to give it to the big dog right here. And thank you so much, brother. This has probably been the best uh, donation uh, besides people's uh, time and their constructive criticism yep. than, you know, anything right, else. Right. So well, thank you so much, brother. I don't, I don't trip episode. on what people say. I don't trip on what people say. Everybody has good times, bad times. But you know what? He's turning it around. Absolutely, you know I mean? bro. Absolutely. He's yeah. turning it around. And, and support system is huge. Yeah. yeah. Huge. Yeah. Yeah, so you know, I don't don't trip on that. You know, I don't trip on that. You know what I mean? I'll get blessed later on. How and if I don't get blessed, I don't even care. I'm just helping a homie out. You know what I mean? Well, you know what, bro? You're already blessed because you're alive to give a blessing forward, bro. So that's you're blessed, brother. So thank you for the blessing, bro. I keep keep asking God why don't He take me home and He got me stuck on this earth. Sometimes people feel like that, and I get it. You know, but keep your chin. Hey, big dog, keep your chin up, man. Oh, no, I fine. always do, man. I got yeah. you. Okay, okay. 
Got to. Absolutely. All right. And is, we is always Hector, hear, too. Can, can Hector Pull up. hear me? Can Hector hear yeah, me? Yeah, I hear you, bro. All right, canal. Get my number, canal. Get at me. And then I'm a, we'll, we'll get this thing going. Yes, and man. after that, homie, it'll be good to see you come in because it's been actually we were kids. I said when, when I last time I seen you. Yeah, I know it's that been was a long in, the, time. in the seventies. In the seventies. Yep. Seventies. Seventy-seven. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. You yeah. know, so it'll be good to see you coming out. You know what I mean? And I'm, uh, I've been there, done that. You've been there, done that. But you know what? You leave that shit behind, and we just go forward now. That's all. Exactly. Yeah, but it's good. I'm seeing you on TV, so. But I'll see you in person when, when you come for, for the for the Ramplaka now. Yeah, Simon. All right. Cuídate. Um, uh, stay strong. Stay up, bro. And you know what? It can happen because I got 25 years out. You're going to be having that the same thing. That's right, homie. It don't happen, homie. It don't happen. We just got to just, you know, say two to the hints that we ran with and just keep on moving. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. Like you said earlier, I don't kick it there no more because if we do, you know what happens. We get washed up with them. Exactly. Yeah, but it is good to um, uh, to hear from you. I was waiting for a number. I got one, so this was meant to be, homie. So you know what? I'll wait for you to call me, and we'll we'll go from there. All right, homie. I'll call you, homie. Muchas okay, gracias. Cuídate. Yeah. All right, right homie. Right. Thank you, brother. Thank All you. Right. All right. Hey, so and also wow. too, brother. We we have a we have a gift for you. It's actually after the show. Uh, we have uh, thirty minutes of Casey's entertainment in the laundry room over there. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's All right. right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll just fuck with you, big dog. Damn. Hey, this is that's been, a first. That's brother, crazy. This yeah. has been this has been dope. Yeah. I, I mean, man, bro, you're yeah. like a natural right here. Yep. Oh, speeches with that one. No, no, I'm not talking. I'm t- I'm just saying, bro. Like this story, bro, was a good, bro. What a what a journey, man! Yeah. And I, and somehow, some way, you made it out the other <laughs> end, brother. And you're here to speak on it and pay pay it forward. Yeah, you know. I, I, I'm thankful and appreciate the fact that you let me uh, share my story. You know, because there's a lot of people out there that hear it all at one time instead of one one at a time. You know, yeah. and this is a good outlet. It's a positive uh, outlet for for homies. You know, because we live a life that most people don't. You know, and we give them the understanding why we live this life, you know, why, you know, and why we're making the change, you know, and or how we're doing it. And, you know, because uh, I think that's important, you know, so they don't just see the old, they don't just see Sleepy, now they can see Hector, you know, or whoever it may be that sits here, you know, it's, it's their time to reach out and let everybody know their story, you know, because a lot of times we're unheard, you know, we're, we're not seen in society. You know, we're, we're shunned on. You know? We are. Well, you know what? This is uh, this has been kind of like treading uncharted waters, and I sound like a broken record with this, but, I mean, there's a way to tell your story, you know, and not, you know, still respect boundaries. Right. Right? Right. Still respect boundaries. And that's one thing that, you know, I wanted to bring to light is individual stories, you know, and respecting boundaries, you know, and and understanding that hey it's our our story and if we can tell it in a certain way you know it can be told because for so many years i guess the the culture is just a real tight-lipped community right you know but i think there's my my objective brother was to people see these painted faces bro and they think the worst why because there's never they, they don't ever hear anything come out their mouth bro exactly they just see what's written on paper and seeing behind a cell you know and and I personally have been with 
the craziest, wildest individuals, bro. That I some you hear their story, you don't even share your story, dog. You're just like, God damn it, bro, you went through that shit, and we only fucking 18 years old in this penitentiary right now. Like, <laughs> it just like you know, like when you, we all think we have it worse, but there's always gonna be somebody that has had it way worse than you, and it and it's just. Uh, I understand the pain, and I've been with these dudes, and I felt had my own personal pain, whatever. And um, I've had the most interesting conversations with the fellas. Yeah, you know, done the craziest shit with the fellas, you know. And I just, I feel like it's a not misunderstood community because if you do bad, bro, then you're gonna get bad, bro. Right. You know, you're fucking up, right? But there are reasons behind one's action, you know. And this is a place where you can hear stories from individuals that haven't always been telling their stories, right? Right. And that's what I see. I see this. I see you as a blessing because you created this and you, you you came up with the concept of the idea. You know what, man? Let's put our stories out there. You know, let, let's create a platform. You, you, cre- you created a platform here that allows us the opportunity to put our stories out there. You know? Our, it's therapy, brother. Right, right. It's, it we is, we it, actually, you know what? I was talking to a homie from... Uh, from me side Longo, and he said, he said, Lucky, he goes, you, that's not a podcast. He goes, you giving a service. Yeah. A lifer. He was on here. Um, it is there. We, we, we met up and we had a couple of drinks in Long Beach, bro. He goes, pull up, pull up, Long Beach. Bam, where you want me to go? Bam, I pull up and we fucking had, had a couple of drinks. We actually ate and we fucking, we just talked, bro. And he was just like, he was kind of pumping me up, bro, about, you know, just doing different things with uh, the platform, but he says, bro, you're doing a service, you know? Yeah, you are. You know, but, and I, and I, and I love that, bro, that we should be doing service. I don't want to be doing like, we get a little crazy and fall off, you know, just get a little reckless here sometimes, which is having too much fun. But at the end of the day, our core is change and taking responsibility of one's actions, you know, and sharing these stories to the next man that might need to hear it at the time. I hear it all the time. Lucky, damn, I needed to hear that shit. Yeah. Bro, they in my DM all the time. I needed that. And I was just like, damn, it feels so good, bro, because it's like, damn, we really doing something cool, man, that it's, it's, it's uplifting people and it's not making people want to go commit a crime or, yeah. you know, or go get high. You just saw this dude that told his story about addiction for fucking how many years, you know, like, why would you do that, you know? But, you know, people are stupid sometimes. But you, you do a service for, for the guests that come on this podcast because you allow them to to release that, and, and you do a service for the community by letting them see, you know, letting them hear stories from people that, their neighbors, you know, their, their, their grandkids, whoever, you know, kids they see on the streets, then they get, get a better understanding. Like, they don't just uh, stereotype us as, oh, they see tattoos, oh, man, this dude's bad, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, brother. You know what, Hector? This has been amazing. Thank you, everybody that has donated. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Absolutely. Thank you so much, guys. Casey, anything to say out of this? No, that this is a great 200th episode. Yeah. This is this, this is, is this is the way it was meant to be. Exactly. I'm proud to be the 200th. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and thank you, guys. I mean, yeah, this is the way it was supposed to be. Yes. 100%. Because I because I try to push for a couple of different other characters, bro, to come on here, and. uh <laughs> there's a reason why you're here to share your story today, you know, and not just because of the 200th episode, but it just absolutely works out beautiful for the platform, brother. So thank you for sharing that story. Bro. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Everybody give it up for Hector. Thank you for donating and we will see you.